Welcome to the We Go Boldly podcast. I'm Riley Karsh. And I'm Tova Copan. And we're so excited to have you with us on this journey. We are inviting you to the forefront of your own life. We are pushing you to examine your own unique feminine mythology and release the anchors of unreasonable expectations. Tune in as we discuss everything from culture and relationships to careers and advocacy. Let's be bold and brave together. Hello, everyone, and welcome to We Go Boldly podcast. As I say every week, we are thrilled to have you with us. Um, And I mean it every week, everyone who's back with us, um, you know, we're talking about identity this season for all of our new listeners. uh, Welcome. We love having you here. We're glad you're here. And as I always do as well, welcome Tova. I'm thrilled to be talking to you. I mean, I talk to you every day but I'm extra happy to be talking to you on the podcast today. How are you? I am good. Thank you. Hello. Yes, there is, there is something special about when we hit record, we, it feels a little more different than our, our everyday conversations. It, you know, elevates them beyond just talking about, I don't know, our cats or, well, your cat, whatever. My cat who won't get out of my lap. (laughs) Yes. Whatever it is that we talk about when, when, well, let's be honest. We just talk about the podcast when we're not actually recording the podcast, but right. we were, it's interesting because this was, um, and this hasn't, we've actually gotten better at this. I have to say about stopping ourselves up talking about the podcast before the podcast, like, because we used to have this very bad habit of we'd have this excellent conversation and like 15 minutes in, we'd be like, wait a minute, we should have been recording this. And so um, today though, we definitely started having a conversation partly because we, this concept of identity, in some ways it feels like we're saying the same thing over and over again. And yet in other ways, it's like, there's all of these different ways to look at it. And we do all approach identity and how we view ourselves and how we choose to maybe integrate our most authentic selves into our lives and, and live our most authentic life, right? So last week we talked about shaking off the noise, which by the way, I always like shake my head when I say that. So we talk about like, right. I just talk about shaking off the noise and, and really listening into your inner voice so that you can hear who you really are. But then that's not the same as living who you really are. And so then you have to figure out what decisions in your life are, are going to be governed by who you are, what, um, what goals are going to be guided by who you are. And then beyond that, you have this sort of core who you are, but you might have all of these, um, different messages coming from all over the place. So you kind of know who you are as an inner, your inner self, but what other core values are you picking up from the outside world? Cause we don't just live 
in a bubble all by ourselves. And so uh, we bring in all of this information and all of these things from social structures and outside influences and your family systems and how you grew up and, and your value systems that influence who you are. And I don't mean it in a way where we've talked about, you hear society's, you know, voice in your head and you're like, wait, is that me or is that society? But sometimes you've really, you really have adopted the core values of who you have, you know, surrounded yourself with. And so it's a, it's a process and it's, it can be confusing. Yeah. Yes. It's (laughs) definitely confusing. And one of the things we were talking about, I guess, before we started recording, but also, you know, throughout the season and in, even in other seasons is this idea that by sort of actively practicing the art of, and it is a bit of an art of tuning into yourself and learning to listen to your own sort of inner voice, your own ideas, your own thoughts, and hearing yourself from the inside out and who you learning, learning to know yourself, right? Like so much of our time is spent being busy and we've glorified the idea of busyness so much that I I know for myself anyway, I find, you know, there's rarely time to spend getting to know myself and and our lives change so much over time that, that we change. And so, you know, having that practice of checking in and, and rechecking in and figuring out, okay, well, who am I and what's happening inside me and what am I feeling and what do I really love and what do I really care about and how do I feel about things? It's like, you know, like a gut check uh, is extremely important. And then, as you said, Tova, on the, on the sort of I don't know, step two, phase two, next logical progression from that practice is the embodiment of it, right? What are you doing to actually put those feelings into practice? And, you know, sometimes that looks like, you know, a complete life overhaul. And sometimes that looks like, I don't know, organizing your pantry. It depends on what those gut checks are telling you. So, you know, it's, it's hard to have this conversation in some senses because we can't just be like, okay, step two is you go out and you buy a bunch of labels and you like organize your house, right? It's not that kind of conversation. It's, it's a conversation that you have to kind of have with yourself or with a, you know, an accountability partner or a life coach or somebody to help kind of walk you through it. But once you started this process of checking in and reflecting and figuring out, okay, you know, my core values are compassion and empathy and kindness and giving back and, um, you know, and I, the things I really love are writing and maybe I'm talking about myself (laughs) (laughs) writing and living at the beach and, you know, having a dog and a cat, I don't know, whatever they are, uh, once you've sort of drilled into that. And then you look at it and you go, okay, well now what do I do? Having someone to walk you through that process is, is super helpful. I I'm speaking from experience. Um, but you know, you take those things and you look at your life and you go, well, you know, I, I'm, am I living any of those things? Right. Am I embodying those 
feelings I have on the inside, am I embodying those in my day-to-day life? And some of them may be totally impractical, right? Like, yeah, I would love to have a cliffside mansion in Maine, right? Like I'd really love that, but I don't have a spare $14 million. So like, I'm not going to go embody that right now. It's also not the most, you know, altruistic, like core value kind of thing. It's, it's more materialistic, but but as an example, you know, some things are practically not possible at this specific moment. So if you start looking at those things and you get overwhelmed, it's important to kind of breathe, take a step back and look at it and go, okay, well, I really want to embody being a person who gives back to my community but I've got, you know, a full-time job. I've got two kids, I've got a spouse or a partner, and I really don't have a lot of time and I'm not interested in giving up my job or my kids or my partner. So what do I do? And so those are the places where you can sort of start to figure out other ways to fit these things into your life in order to embody those values that you're carrying around inside you so that you can feel more fulfilled. That, so that they become more a part of your, your day-to-day life. Yeah, definitely. And I think, I think you're right. I think that, you know, some of this work that, that we talk about doing some of the work that we do ourselves, and then that, that we are encouraging you to do, it can be really scary and overwhelming because the question is like, what if I do all this work and I do a deep dive and I figure out who I really am and I'm like, well, I'm really unhappy and I need to blow up my whole life. And like, we're not encouraging, you know, that. And it doesn't necessarily mean that that you do have to do that. And also, um, I think it's important to note because I think uh, um, I would argue that Riley and I are not serious people because we laugh a lot. But I think that a lot of times when we have these conversations, we can tend towards the more serious. And so I want to emphasize that sometimes when you check in with your inner self or you listen a little bit or you come back with your core values or you think about how do I want to be described? I want to be described as someone who laughs. Like, I wanted to be described as someone who can have fun. I am never going to be described as someone who like went to spring break, like, and was like, like, that was not me. Like that won't, that's not me. That's really cool. If you were, I always thought that would be really cool to be them, but like, that just wasn't me. But like, I do, I do love to laugh. And so one of the things that I've added the last few years is like, what I can kind of set of goals or I call them like one year was my, well, it's getting harder because it was like my 18 for 2018 and now we're up to 21 for 2021 and just keeps getting more every year. And I'm not sure what my, my end game is here, but um, it's always adding more fun. One of the things is always adding more fun into our lives and more adventures and more road trips and more just laughter, more giggling, more dance parties in our kitchens. And to me, that, that is something that when I, when I do a check-in with myself and I say, okay, who is that authentic person in there? That is something that needs to be happening in my life. And that 
you know, dance parties in my kitchen do not cost any money, right? They don't require me to change my job. They don't require any big changes. They don't require, frankly, they don't require compassion or core values other than just, I just want to laugh more. And I want to laugh with the people. I don't want to be laughing at people. Let me be very clear. Like, I want to laugh with people and with the people around me and, and have more joy. I guess joy is the word that I'm looking for as I describe all of these things. And so, but at the same time, as I say that, a lot of times you will do a, a deeper look and go, how are my core values in alignment with what I do every day? And how are they not in alignment. And, you know, we, um, we just launched this week, a challenge, um, just a few days ago. So you're listening to us on Wednesday. So it's not too late to join us each day. We started it this past Sunday and we're launching a, a top three for 21 days. And there's a variety of ways that we're doing this challenge, but one of the goals of the challenge is to figure out your priorities, right. And to prioritize three different things each day. And, So for somebody, it could just be taking three things off your to-do list (laughs) and just like, I'm just going to make my life less stressful. But you could also figure out like, what are are your priorities? Where are you spending your energy? And I think that for me is sort of this larger question, right? Is how are you spending your energy? So you figured out, you've, you've done the work to figure out who who you are or your, I don't want to, I don't want to pretend that it's one of those things that like you spend a good hard weekend figuring it out and then you're good to go. Like you're, you're in the process of checking in and you're, you're doing the work and you're going to keep doing the work. You've committed to do the work for the rest of your life to figure out like who you are, but then you have to figure out are my priorities, my daily priorities, my weekly priorities, my yearly priorities in alignment with who I am. And that can be a tough question. And it's a different answer for everybody, right? So for some people, the answer is that their job has to be in alignment with perfect alignment with, with their authentic self and other, for other people, their job can just be their job, but they have to have a writing group that they're part of or other things that, that light them up, um, volunteerism or something that they're part of. So it's, it's, uh, it's interesting because the answer is different for everyone. And I think frankly, the answer is not only different for every individual, it's different for every person, depending on what stage of life they're at. Um, but we're going to take a quick break. And then we will come back and talk a little bit more about how we can determine about what kind of person we are. Do you love what you're hearing and want a little bit more? Do you just think we are really funny and want to laugh some more and spend a lot more time with us? Maybe you love us for our heart to hearts. I think that's it. If that's the case, join our Patreon community today at patreon.com slash we go boldly. Our Patreon community offers members an opportunity to dive even deeper into what it means to live a limitless life. We are here and ready if you're all in on this journey with us and want more of us in your life. Join our Patreon community today at patreon.com slash we go boldly for that extra sauce you always dreamed of. And now 
back to the show. Okay, so welcome back. And as Tova was just saying, we're we're talking about how you even figure out what kind of person you are. And we've been talking about this for episodes now. And the reason I think it has spanned over multiple episodes is because it's hard. You know, I, I've had this conversation with so many people about just not really knowing who we are and not figuring it out. And I remember, you know, all the different phases of my life, as Toba just mentioned, all these changes and phases of life of, you know, trying to figure it out and trying to kind of put it into like a glass dome and be like, okay, I got it. I know who I am and that's it. Right. Like I'm going to, I'm going to check all these boxes off and that's who I am. And now I'm a, I'm a fully formed human and I can like move forward with my life. Um, and of course, anyone listening probably already knows that that's, you know, that's not really how it works. You, we all change, we get influenced by things, stuff happens and it, it impacts us in different ways. Um, good, bad, and in between. And so, you know, we as humans change over time and figuring out who we are becomes a lifelong process. And as we've said, you know, and we keep saying, listening to yourself and hearing yourself and, and taking that time is really important. It's also, as, as we've talked about before, important to really kind of look at what's around you and what you have surrounded yourself with, whether it's stuff or people or places, you know, where you live, who lives in your, in your actual geographic location, who you are influenced by, um, those kinds of things. And just take a critical look at how that's impacting your personal development. Sometimes, you know, we get into these echo chambers and we are so deeply impacted by what we're hearing that we don't realize we're not thinking for ourselves anymore, or we're not feeling for ourselves anymore. And especially if you're an empathic person, right? Like you are pulling other people's energy into yourself. You're pulling other people's thoughts into yourself. All of that is, is coming at you. And if you have not set strong boundaries, like we've talked about, all this stuff keeps coming back up. Um, if you haven't set strong boundaries, if you haven't learned how to create energetic boundaries, if you haven't, if you don't even believe in those, which you should, but I know a lot of people maybe don't, um, if you haven't learned how to do those things, then all of these influences coming at you from, you know, social media, from your, you know, from the soccer field with the other parents, from, uh, you know, drinks out with friends, whatever it is with a water cooler, these things can infiltrate you and impact your personality. If you have not had, you know, the time and the energy to really stop and think critically about what's coming at you. And I think it's just a timely reminder because we're all so heavily impacted by misinformation and disinformation and other people's opinions being thrown at us all the time. And that can, you know, I've seen it with friends. I've seen it with neighbors of how they've changed suddenly <laughs> over, or over time. Um, and, and sometimes not for the better. And so, you know, just be aware of what you're hearing and, and take the time to think critically about it and, and wonder to yourself, you know, give yourself that gut check. Does this feel right? Does this feel like me? Does this feel like, does this 
feel like something I really believe um, before you kind of dive in fully to it. But as we're thinking about how, who we want to be and whether or not we can change that person um, if we're not happy with who we are, I think it's important to kind of take take a bifurcated look at it. There are certain personality traits that we all have that we're, that we're born with, right? There, we've talked about this before as well. There are introverts and extroverts in the world. I am an introvert. It's how I was born. I spent a long time trying to not be an introvert because I thought it would be way more fun and less stressful to be an extrovert. Um, but it's, it, it's, it's not something I can change about myself. And once I learned that and understood it and came to terms with that, and then fully understood what it means to be an introvert and that it's not really about how I interact with other people, that it's more about how I refuel my energy and all these things. It sort of changed the way I was looking at those traits about myself. And, and so there are certain things about us that, you know, we can't change. Like I'm never going to be taller though. I would love to be taller. <laughs> you know, there's certain things that we're stuck with. Right. Um, but there are other traits that we can change. You know, if you're unhappy, you can be happier. If you are um, really, you know, negative in your life, you can train your brain to be more positive. And I don't mean, I'm going to say this before Tova says it, I don't mean to be toxically positive. Um, We don't believe in that here. We don't believe in putting a silver lining on everything. That's that's not what we're about. but you can, you can change. And, you know, all these things about that I read and you hear like people never change, nothing ever changes. It's just not, that's just not accurate. People change all the time. And I think that's actually the bigger problem for most people is that people change all the time without explanation and suddenly, and it's very confusing and scary for a lot of people. When I used to, uh, um, I'm laughing. I'm still actually laughing at your, your toxic positivity comment. <laughs> I saw your um, face. So yeah. I was like, what, what was that? What were you saying? Um, but I do, you know, just, just to emphasize, um, Riley and I, while we don't, uh, adhere to or support the belief in toxic positivity, we 100% support celebrating wonderful things that happen in your life. We support practicing gratitude. We support, I, one thing I love about this time of year is that you don't have to go to the beach or something to see the wonders of the seasons. It's just, I can be on a walk and a red leaf falls down in front of me. And like, I just giggle inside. I'm like, you're red and it's a leaf. And like, (laughs) and like, it makes me so happy. So you can, you can certainly practice being grateful for the wonderful things that the universe has. And that is not the same as silver lining your life. Um, And now that I said that I may have totally lost my train of thought. We will see if it comes back. Oh, I know. I used to say uh, that um, I didn't like change, right? I really, I, I, I like wore it like a badge of honor or something. Like I was just so proud about how like I don't handle change well. Like it was just like, I don't, I mean, now mind you, I was like younger and, and this, but like, I was just very much like, nope, I don't, ha- I don't handle change well. It's not something I do. Like, and 
I've, you know, we all know, cause I've talked about it at length and actually I've fallen off the horse. So I'm going to put it out there. I'm doing something new for the month of October. I don't know what it will be. I've done new things the other months, but they've been kind of like not exciting new things. So I'm just putting it out there that I'm doing something new in the month of October. I'm going to keep, make myself feel a little, un- I need an uncomfortable new thing. So just to hold me accountable friends. Um, but back to this. So I have obviously changed and, and decided that change is good and it makes you, you know, being uncomfortable is good. Um, but I think one thing, and, and listen, I, I just finished a memoir yesterday. I just finished Brandy Carlisle's memoir. And if you follow me on Instagram or in, you follow me in real life, if you're, if you know me in real life, um, <laughs> if you're following her in real life, you're a stalker. So I'm just putting that out there. Um, but if you follow me in real same. life, you know, that like, I, I basically like fall in love with whatever book I just read. And if it's a memoir, I like fall in love, like a little bit with the person who wrote the book. So at least until I read the next book. And so now I'm just like a little bit in love with Brandy Carlisle. And, um, by the way, I highly recommend the book. She sings in it. So like, just when you're like, I don't want to listen to you talk anymore. You've been talking about songs. I want to listen to you sing. And then she does. But I, one thing I love about memoirs is that you get to learn about how other people live. Right. And you kind of get to try it on for a little and you get to think, oh, well, that's a different way than I've lived because I firmly believe like we weren't born some some of us some of us were born exactly in the way where we're supposed to be just just where we are and it's just i i imagine it's just quite delightful that like you're just like well this is just great like this is how i want to live and this is where i want to be and and this is just fantastic but i think for a lot of people it's like oh there's another way well cool cool and so we do have to be willing to change and try new things. And I think we also have to recognize that, you know, as much as I would love to move to the Pacific Northwest and have a cabin and chickens and like a band, like that's probably not going to happen anytime soon or potentially ever. And so it might just mean that like, instead I just get tickets for like the Newport Folk Festival next year, right? Like there's balance. And so, um, you know, we have to figure out what are these pieces that are attract us to other people's lives that we read about or experiences or that, that kind of speak to our heart, right? So that we can build our authentic life, recognizing that we still go to work. We still have to pay a mortgage or rent or something. We're still you know, we might still live in a certain area because we want to be close to family or, you know, we still have to be adults. And so we have to figure out as we're going through this process, how do we tap into our core values and, and stay connected with our inner self while also existing as an adult? And it can be an evolution, right? So I'm thinking of a friend who um, went from being, you know, she was always called to, she's a very compassionate person and she was always called to helping others and volunteerism and activism. And first it started out as um, 
you know, after work kind of thing, a, a volunteer thing that she would do. And then it started to be something that she would integrate into work a little bit. Now, and her work had nothing to do with it, but it, it was something that, you know, she started to take a role when they wanted to do some, some activism or if there was an issue and she would raise it at work and she started to get a little activism in her work. And then she actually created a role for herself at her job that allowed her to do the activism that she wanted to do. And then she ended up moving somewhere else, working for an organization that does the work that she's, I mean, it's been this slow process, but it's been a 10 year process of her. And it, you know, throughout the whole time, she was doing check-ins with herself and it was like, okay, for now, just doing volunteerism on the weekends is enough for me. And also it's enough for where I am in my life. And little by little, it wasn't enough for her. And, and other things happened in her life and her kids got older and she was able to make transitions. So I think that, you know, one thing we haven't said enough of, and I think it's really important as we have these conversations, and I know it will come up in the next uh, episode as we talk about transitions, is that we need to be kind to ourselves and not judgmental as we're navigating both as we figure out like who we are and what does that mean when we say who we are? Does it mean we say, well, I'm a wife and a mother, or does it mean I'm a cre- you know, compassionate, creative spirit? Like, what is that answer <laughs> to that question? And then also, um, we need to be kind to ourselves when we when we sort of judge or rather maybe just don't judge how we um, show our, our authentic selves to the world. Yeah. One of the things that came up in researching this episode and in thinking about it is how important it is to consider for yourself, how you want to define yourself, how you want to think about your own identity I, you know, we've talked about this before, but in our culture, so often we are defined by what we do and what we have. And so many people sort of go along with that and that's okay. You know, if your work is fundamental to who you are and that's how you define yourself, that is, that is okay. If your work is sort of whatever for you, if it's just something you do so you can pay your bills and, you know, live the life you want to be living, then it becomes a muddier sort of scenario. And I think it's really, really important for people to become or start to become or just be aware that you can define yourself by external factors, or you can define yourself by internal factors or, you know, alternatively some combination of both, which I personally, I feel like, you know, in my own life makes the most sense because I, it's not like I can define myself without referring to the fact that I am a mother, like that, that in and of itself is a part of who I am as a human. Um, but it necessarily, also reaches outside of me because I have two children and they're not, you know, 
I'm not pregnant anymore. So they're outside me. Um, <laughs> but the, these things are, I, I, they're important to think about, you know, how are we defining ourselves? Are you always defining yourself by what's happening around you to you in your life? Or are you defining yourself by, you know, what you feel on the inside or what your real desires are on the inside or by what you want your life to be, you know, these, these things don't come naturally anymore. I think for most people, I think, you know, we focus so heavily on, on, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? It's like my least favorite question that my kids get asked because I, you know, it was so stressful to me as a kid to be asked that. I don't know. I still don't know. It changes <laughs> all the time. I have, you know, and it will keep changing. I know I want to be doing what I'm doing right now. I have no idea when I'm going to grow up. It's like, un it's unclear. The, you know, the stars have not told me yet. Um, but it, it's just a very, it, it's a, it's a, it's a, I think it's a challenging question because it places the value on your worth outside of who you are as a human, right? Your value and your worth exist, period, right? Yes. That's it. Whether or not you become a rocket scientist or a firefighter or whatever it is, your value and your worth exist. And so when we hyper-focus on what do you want to be when you grow up, what's your major, you know, like that was like the question in college. I don't know. I've been out of college for a long time. So I don't know what they asked. I don't know what those kids are asking these days, but, <laughs> but that was the question back then. And, you know, I know it's an icebreaker. I know it's like a, just a friendly way to converse, but it's also loaded with value and determination of value. And it's like, oh, you want to be a, a, a weatherman. Oh, okay. You want to be an English major uh, or what, you know, whatever it is. Um, and it, there is a value placed on those things. And then there's a value placed on the achievement of those things. And the value itself is, it, it, it's fictional, right? Like there's no real value to those things outside of, you know, whatever it is that you're doing and creating and, and giving back to the world, right? Like an accurate weather forecast or a brilliant novel or whatever in those two examples. But, but the value as, of you as a human just already was there. You didn't have to put that label of I am a firefighter on it to become more valuable. And so that's, I think, the larger conversation around all of this with respect to identity is your identity is something internal to you and it exists whether the outside world tells you it does or not. And so I think if we can all sort of wrap our brains around that, I was reading in and researching for this, uh, I don't know, an article or a blog post it's in the resources. And of course I can't remember which one it was. So I'm sorry to whoever wrote it. Um, but they were like, you know, write an eight word bio for yourself and that's your identity, right? And it, like, I tried to do it. It's really hard. So that's actually, Ooh, I was thinking- is that our homework? <laughs> I'm thinking that's our homework, but I haven't quite gotten there. Sorry, spoiler alert. 
Um, <laughs> so, but it's really hard to do. And the, and the eight words are supposed to be something internal to you, right? Like your internal identity. And it's, it's hard if you're listening still to us and I've been rambling a bit today, so I'm sorry, everyone. It's just one of those still listening. It's one of those days, man, I'm rambling today. Um, but it's, it's really hard to come up with eight words to describe yourself without talking about what you do for a living or, you know, who is in your life. And that that's, it's a real eye-opening kind of experiment. We're going to take a quick break. And then I have lots of things to say, and I'm very excited to get back to this. Are you looking to connect? Do you want more from your relationship with our show? You may think this is a match.com ad, but no, we're asking you to join our Go Boldly Together Facebook community. That's right, friends. Join us on Facebook at Go Boldly Together and help us build our bold society of limitless women. Let's connect, converse, and laugh together as a community. Plus, we promise no weird pics like you might find on a dating site. That's right. See you on Facebook at Go Boldly Together. Back to the show. Okay, so my lots of things to say because, oh, yes, this is what I'm so excited to talk about because, so one of the reasons that we wanted to talk about identity was we want to have this conversation and we're going to have this conversation through the rest of the season about no matter what your answer to any of these difficult questions that we're asking you and any of this, these things that we're making you do, it doesn't define your worth or your value as a person, as a human being, like you have worth by just existing. And like Riley said, you you can figure out who you are internally and you can just keep that to yourself if you want. Like, and, and that is, that is okay. Um, I do have to laugh because my, I have three boys and they have very different answers to the, what do you want to be when you grow up question? Um, my oldest has wanted to be a zoologist since he was four. He still wants to be a zoologist. And sometimes I probe him a little bit more like, well, cause he wants to help animals and, as he gets older, you know, I do kind of poke and be like, that means lots of science. Is that, you know, yep, yep. Okay, good, cool. But what I love is whenever they get that question, like they always come and we'll talk about it later. And they'll always ask me, they'll be like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I'll be like, well, I'm still figuring it out. <laughs> so well, I, I hope I'm modeling for them that life gives you lots of chances to be lots of things and that that doesn't have to be as scary as it was when I was a kid to imagine it um, to me and my little, I don't like change nine-year-old brain. Like the idea that you would have multiple careers was just terrifying, which existed well into me deciding to go to law school and being paralyzed with fear of like, but what if I don't like it? I'm going to be a lawyer forever. And like, you know, here we are. But um, so I, I am really excited to have these further conversations about, about our worth. And, and also, you know, as we look at separating identity from, you know, I, I do say in many ways, it should guide you, right? Like, hopefully, not should, 
I don't like that word, but hopefully it does guide you on how you live your life. I hope so. Um, hopefully, because that, I, I think that means that maybe you live a more contented life if it's guiding you, right? On the other hand, um, I, it doesn't, what you do every day, right? This isn't a race to busyness. This isn't a competition to see who can be busier, who can do more, who can be more productive, who can check more off the list. And, and I always go back to another memoir of uh, Michelle Obama when she talked about how she had that list in her head. And her, the list basically got her married and working at a law firm. And then that was it. And she was like, okay, like I'm 30. And I'm married and working at a law firm. Like I have another 70 years to live. What, what's next, you know? So um, we, we are having these conversations because it is so important to us. We have experienced it, both of us, where we have answered, I am a lawyer. And then we haven't been a lawyer and we didn't know who we were. And we've had to figure out who we were. And we had to realize, and spoiler alert, we did realize that our identity wasn't we were lawyers. Now, we are both part of some pretty awesome groups on Facebook. And there is something really cool about being a lawyer. I'm not going to pretend. And I am really proud that I went to law school. So there is like a little bit of my like, there's a spidge, you know, there's a piece of the pie that I'm proud to say that I went to law school. But it is not my... It, it is not the only thing on that checkbox that, it, that it identifies who I am. So we are excited to go on this journey with you. And I am super excited for the homework for today. I'm, I have to do the homework again. So I don't know if I'm excited because <laughs> I tried it first time and it did right, not so, work out. So what is the homework specifically? Yeah. All right. So get out your journals, everybody's favorite thing. Um, it's mine. So it should be everybody's. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> no pressure, you guys are getting no way too much unfiltered Riley today. I'm just telling everyone, um, get out your journals and you're going to try to, uh, I think the first step is brainstorm a list of whatever you think your core values are like, and if you need help, I found this very helpful because I was like, oh, I don't know. I'm stuck. I, you know, I waffled a lot. I actually just used Dr. Google and was like, what are core values? <laughs> and gave me a list of like 150 of them. It was great. So I went through that list and I was like, nope, that's not me, not me, not me, not me, not me. And then I was like, oh, these, you know, 25 sound like something that feels right. And then I, it was very, it, it was like a, you know, it was a jumpstart for me. Um, so if you, you like me are stuck, that's a very useful tool. Um, so do that, make your list and then sort of group them, right? Like some of them are going to feel repetitive. So put them into categories and then from those categories, sort of figure out maybe like your top, I don't know, five, six, you can pick the number. It doesn't matter. And then once you've done that, try to write out of that list, right? Out of all of that, try to write an eight word biography for yourself. Just try. It's hard. You might wind up with 15 words, 20 words, 
but keep editing it down to see if you can get down to that like eight words. And once you've done that, send it to us. We want to see it. We, we yeah. want to know who's listening to us. We want to know about you. Um, we want to know who you are, what you care about, what you're thinking about. You can post it on social media if you feel comfortable and just tag us and we'll see it. Um, if you're not comfortable with that, you can always email it to us. That's fine. Um, we are going to do this exercise and we're going to put ours out there. It's going to be, um, hard. This is hard. So if you struggle, you're not alone. Um, but we're going to do ours and put them out there and, uh, share it with everyone so that you guys can see what we've done. And, uh, and we can all commiserate at how hard it is to write the eight word biography. I just want to say one thing, how cool would it be to live in a world where like obituaries were these types of biographies where they were like, that's what people focused on. Right. I just think it would be like, what a neat place. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. All right, folks. So, you know, you have your, you have your marching orders, hard work. This is going to be fun. We are going to hold you accountable, hold us accountable. I will, uh, I will book something unaccount- uh, uncomfortable to do this weekend so I can report back. <laughs> and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks so much for listening to We Go Boldly podcast. We're honored you took the time out of your busy day to listen and grow with us as we strive to build an intentional life filled with purpose, meaning, and courage. If you enjoyed this episode, We would love it if you let us know. Head to Apple Podcasts today to rate and review our show. While you're there, be sure to subscribe to We Go Boldly Podcast so you get notified when our next episode is live. How are you creating a purposeful life? What is holding you back? Let us know over on Facebook and Instagram. You can find us at Go Boldly Together. For more information on the show and how we can work together to create your best and boldest future, visit we go boldly the podcast.com today. Stay tuned each week and join us in creating a bold society of limitless women.